When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back to more to it. The show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude. Bet US. Yes. Y'all got to go to WileyWins.com right now, right here. And y'all got to sign up. I'm going to hook y'all up with 125% of your sign up bonus. Yep. We're going to compete for some coin. I already got my week seven NFL bets in. Y'all don't, or do you? And if you do, good for you. Way to lose to me. <laughs> if you haven't, come on, man. Join the party. Join the fun so I can celebrate more, even at your expense. Oh, y'all don't believe me? I picked all the winners so far. I'm 1-0, and let's keep this thing rolling. So I want y'all to check out my picks and see if you can beat this. Wiley, Wednesday. Go to WileyWins.com right now. The game is this. I'm picking the money line. If you pick more winners than me, I'm going to give you a book. And I'll throw one of these in there. That's me. Jacksonville versus New Orleans. Taking Jacksonville. Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Got Atlanta. Raiders, Bears. Got the Raiders. Cleveland, Indy. I got Cleveland. Detroit, Baltimore. I'm going with the Ravens. Buffalo, Patriots. <laughs> I think we all in agreement. <laughs> Buffalo. Commanders, Giants, G-Men. Cardinals. Seahawks, Seahawks, Steelers, Rams. I got the Rams. Chargers, Chiefs, Chiefs. Damn it, we're gonna lose to the Chiefs. <gasps> Packers, Broncos. I got those Packers. Dolphins, Eagles. Oh, that gonna be a good game. I got the Dolphins. <laughs> Last one 49ers, Vikings. 49ers. Place your bets. WileyWins.com. See if you beat me. Good luck to you. <laughs> Uh, nope, no, you can't. That was pretty dope, huh? Uh, I got them all right so far. <laughs> One. <laughs> all right, y'all, so make sure you go to WileyWins.com, log on, and let's have some fun. All right, y'all know how we start off every show. We started off with, what's up with that dude? Oh, it's Friday. I feel good. All right, I had a great lunch, and remember I told y'all about two weeks ago I had a lunch with one of my former bosses at the Four Letters ESPN? Well, we're going to be working together, and I'm so elated because he's going to help turn Project Transition not only into 
a global charity, but run it like it's a business, like he ran ESPN. So I know y'all gonna start guessing who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Good luck. <laughs> I will have a press release or we'll have a launch event or something like that. I'll put his name out there soon enough. But it was just great breaking bread with him once again. Always been one of my favorite people to the point where we still had that relationship. Um, and now he's in a place where he wants to give. And he knows me. I'm making a living off of giving. So we're going to do this the right way. So excited for that. Last night went to another charity function event. It's called Team Impact. I love to share the love. Man, I went to this event. It was amazing. Hosted by Nina Westbrook. Yep, sounds like who it is, right? Basketball player, used to go to UCLA, married to Russell Westbrook. So let's just say they kids might ball. <laughs> let's see how that turns out, right? Amazing charity because I've known of the work of this charity. And it was great to finally put a name to it and see the infrastructure, which is kids with severe disabilities. I'm talking like cerebral palsy, et cetera, like just kids who really have it tough and their whole life experience with their mother, their father, their family is nothing but doctor appointments and disappointment. A lot of times the videos just gut wrenching, pulling on your heartstrings. I'm just watching it. You see some of the kids there live attendance and it was just wild. Uh, very emotional, for real. Um, it was at the Riviera Country Club. And walking around there, well, Chip Kelly there, Martin Jarman was there, AD for UCLA, etc. A lot of great people really chipping in for this cause. But the Kansas basketball team, when they won the championship, uh, a lot of teams, when they go out there, and you'll see maybe a disabled kid with them. Well, there's a program, Team Impact, that places that kid with those players with that college with those collegiate athletes and they become a part of the team and they practice with them you know and run wind sprints with them and just really inspire them and the crazy thing is they both give to each other because you learn appreciation strength resiliency all those kind of attributes when you're around someone who obviously is fighting for their life um, you're out there trying to fight for a position to win a game they're fighting for their life and they're like 10 years old and they're telling you to stop crying and they're telling you it's going to be okay and they're telling you they're going to be fine and a lot of times they're not. Man, it was crazy. Woo! All right, so amazing work being done by Team Impact. You guys look them up, teamimpact.org um, and check their organization out and support it. All right, y'all. What shall we do right now? I think we should get into the show right now. Okay. Well, first, we got to show you that this show was powered by you and powered by ProjectTransition.org. ProjectTransition.org. Make sure you support our organization to help these kids discover that inner power and amplify it for the world to see so they're greater than their greatest excuse. Yep, that's the challenge. Like Shay Wilson, Tucson, Arizona, thank you for the support of the foundation. And Jordan Mosley, I keep seeing it. Salute to you out there in Fort Washington, Maryland. Keep supporting Project Transition. Love to you, big dog. All right, let's talk about Johnny Manziel and the way that he didn't support his own damn career. <laughs> this sucker here got to the NFL and said, I got to chill, to chill, to chill. Didn't put in no work. Oh, my God. I have not seen this one with my own eyes, but I've heard of guys like this. Obviously, Michael Vick had some famous quotes out there where he didn't necessarily watch film or study as much as he should have. But Johnny Manziel, 
is on record and he ain't the only one saying that he watched zero film in the NFL. All right, so we know who Manziel is, and I ain't going to lie, I got caught up in that mania too. When he ran that one play out, it was A&M versus Alabama, and he was running like that. I was like, ooh, backyard boogie. That's my guy. <laughs> little dude, little engine that could, little Doug Flutie again. Yo, yeah, I was all in on it, right? And then I don't know if it was Drake or something happened. I was like, I'm off, I'm off. Something happened. It wasn't Drake's fault. It was just like he leaning way too hard into that lane. So his NFL career was marred by a lot of failures, let's be real. Um, And one key reason, they say, is obviously lack of dedication. So the untold Johnny football documentary on Netflix highlights his failure to study game film as confirmed by his former agent who heard from other general managers that Manziel doesn't watch tape, bro. He don't watch no tape. He don't know. And uh, the the agent said, Eric Burkhardt said, his iPad hours is 0.00. I'm a damn shame. All right, so Manziel himself admitted to not watching any game film, indicating a severe lack of preparation. And he said, yeah, it was zero as well. Now, Let's talk about, you remember the time he went to the Cavs game when he was supposed to start and all that stuff? And that was a big thing. I remember that one happened. And that just reinforced the perception. Hey, bro, you ain't committed to your craft. All right, so obviously the lack of dedication, lack of commitment, you're not prepared, you're lack of work ethic. You're playing against the best players in the world. Guess what's going to happen to you? Um, Let's just say it won't go so well. And your potential to succeed will be like your iPad hours. 0.00. But, There was also sound of this that came. Uh, Mike McDaniels talked about it, and he was in Cleveland when Johnny Manziel was there. So I want y'all to check that out. I was there. I was there, too. I was there. (laughs) I was there, and I was getting the reports of zero. That that is real. (laughs) How do you go to the GM coach and say, hey, man, look, Johnny don't know nothing. He ain't look at no film. I tried to stay in my lane at that time. (laughs) It was kind of a hairy situation. You know, it's up in the air whether or not there was congruence of thought in that draft selection, let's say. So we knew what it was, and at that time, it was more like C, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, was a wild, that was a wild time there. And I want y'all to now just think about what he said, because he said the obvious, but he said something else in there, another layer that I love. That he didn't get in the way. <laughs> And I love that about sports, that there are actual roles. Get in where you fit in. You eat what you kill. Like sports, I mean, more than anything else that I've been a part of. And it's supposed to be a pure meritocracy, but it's not because there is politics in sports. But still, it's damn close. Whoa, you can have it all. I mean, everybody at your feet, begging feet, just, oh, worshiping you. Or you can have people dissing you, dismissing you, cutting you, getting rid of you, discarding you, and it's all based on what you do. That's it. I remember when I was the man at the peak of my powers in the NFL, San Diego. Couldn't tell me nothing, dog. And I mean, look, it takes a discipline to not go and take advantage of that. And I'm sure I did. Oh, I'll give you one quick example. I was banging that Master P one time when they had chapel, and I had my doors open. And I had, what, 415s? And I ain't care. And I'm like, damn, I'm disrespecting God. <laughs> and it wasn't like that. It was just like, dog, 
You really caught up. I got all my chains on. Not going to chapel that week. I used to go a lot, though. But one going that week. Boom, boom, boom. They couldn't even read. They couldn't even go. Philippians 4. <sighs> Man, I was in the zone, right? So I, I, I was ignorant at times. I know I was. But I always prepared. Want to know why? Because preparation is the separation. Sound like Russell Wilson up here. But yeah, preparation is the separation. If you prepare, oh, it ain't even the, like, be better than them first that occurs. Like, you don't know if you're better than them even if you prepare. Because there have been times you're well prepared, still got your ass kicked, right? It ain't about that. Like, I'm prepared. I'm going to beat you. Nah, you better calm down, bro. It's a lot of other things at play other than that preparation. But I tell you what it always does. It always empowers you to anticipate in football but not guess. There's a huge difference. A lot of cats guess. And when you guess, you're going to guess wrong. But when you anticipate, you always prepare for wherever it goes, whatever comes, right? You anticipate. I think they're going to run over here. How oh, they did, I jump on it, right? But if you guessing, you just like, they're going to run here. Oh, damn, it's play action over there. <laughs> right? Anticipation, like, I think it's coming there. I think it's here. You, and that's what preparation does. It makes you, like, almost relive that moment because you've been through it before because you prepare for it. Like you really lived through it. You visualized it. Your mind's already there. Now your body has met you there. And now let's go make that play. That's the only thing. And Johnny Manziel, damn dog, you must be ignorant. Ain't no party that fresh. Ain't no Drake hangout that cool. You got on a football field with trained assassins, black belts all around and you experienced that for the first time on the field? Oh. Cover two. Oh, man, you better already. It better be muscle memory. Oh, that's cover two. Here we go. Right? Oh, they oh, they dropping deep. All right. Let's run the ball right here. Just check out of that. Come on. And but if you like, what they do, oh, that's cover two. Man, it that long. That long in football. It, gone. Or pow, sack. So he really didn't do himself any favor. That's crazy. And the mental dynamic of someone who goes that far and doesn't prepare in those moments tells me two things. One, self-sabotage. That person got some deep demons. And two, self-worth issues. Didn't think they deserved that. Didn't think they were worthy of that. Cast out right there. Pop champagne without winning the championship. You ain't working when you get there? All that work, you know how many heels, you know how many drills, <laughs> you know how many skills <laughs> you got to have to get there, and then you get there, and you're like, I'm good. Pump up a drag and just chill. Blow a line, hit a Michael Jack. What, what, what Lil Wayne say? Hit the Michael Jackson, get a new nose. <laughs> what? What? Manziel, you different, dog. I got to see you in these real streets. I got to see you in real life and talk through that. But the self-sabotage and the self-worth issues are real. But, hey, I've heard him recently talk about how he's distancing himself from the game and he's moving on. So that's good because I think he's addressing those demons because ain't no damn way you get that damn far and stop running. You imagine running the 400, get to 390 and say, forget it. <laughs> now your legs and lactic acid is going to say, hey, bro, them, them last 10, that's on you, but you don't quit. You don't stop moving. You don't stop working. Woo, that's tough. So, man, what do y'all think about this story? Like, where would Johnny Manziel have been if he worked? Like, if he focused, if he dedicated? Because he, he has some little skills in there. Don't, don't say that hype. 
Doug Flutie was balling too. He made a pro bowl. Like, you can ball at that height. Don't give me that height stuff. He was, he was little in college and he was balling, right? Won the Heisman, so stop that. And like zero film, what's your thoughts on like, have you ever done that at your job? Like you ever had a big presentation? Didn't even prepare at all. Just went in there and winged it. Yeah, you can wing it. <laughs> then somebody gonna clip your wings sooner or later. You better stop playing. I just don't understand why he wasn't disciplined when he got to the league. Them parties gonna be bigger and better if you ball. Like you can't cash out. Yeah, be a baller. Be as big as you could be. Everybody gonna be waiting on you to go party. Got caught up. Yeah, baby. Ring. Ding, 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 ding. And then they hit that clap. Hey, you can smoke a split on the clip, but you still won't be high enough. Or what else he say? Oh, what enough to touch? The naughty nappy nasty nappy hooker is the whole happy pappy. That's happy to be nappy. I saw him at the ESPYs when I was hosting the after party and DJing, and I was like. That's Tretch. And he was beyond cool. Like one of those like, dang, super duper cool. Um, him and Ben Rock, <laughs> we were hanging out in the little section. And I kept looking like, because when I was growing up, obviously I was smaller. Now I'm way bigger. And I'm way bigger than him. Tretch ain't that big. But he yoked and lean and all that, but he ain't that big. And I kept looking like, and he, you remember he always had that bat? And I used to be like, dog, I used to be kind of like intimidated by him. <laughs> <laughs> he repping the jersey. I was like, "Woo, that sound rougher than New York." And he had that bat. And I remember growing up like, "Damn, I don't want to see Tretch nowhere." Then I saw Tretch there, and we talking. I'm like, "Man, hell no, nah, that's a cool dude." And he ain't that big. So, but boy, he was ripping that stage, man. That dude had a run. Respect to Tretch wherever you are, big dog. Respect. All right. Let's talk about this. Ah, you thought I was going to go into the topic. Not yet. ProjectTransition.org. You got to support the kids first. It's for the kids. It's got to be the kids. Now we'll hook it up. Let's talk about Michigan. They out there looking at, what's this mean, huh? What is this? They out there sign stealing, allegedly. Let's talk to it. It's been a weird year for Michigan in terms of off the field or on the field indiscretions turning to off the field and punishments because on the field, they balling out of control. They look like the best team. If you look at like margin of victory, undefeated, obviously 29 point average margin of victory. So they balling, all right, loaded roster. You, you can't poke holes in them right now. Now, also you can allege that they are sign stealing because of a report that came from Yahoo that they may have broken the NCAA rules in the process. Here's a few layers because I did my homework. See, Johnny Menzel, I do my homework. <laughs> I'm prepared. God dang. Um, the legality of stealing signs, murky. Let's talk through it. If, if you can watch an opposing coach and deduce the call, they say go for it. Like if you just see a coach over there doing this and then you know that play, when you play him and he does this, defend that play. That's all good. Intercepting in-game communications is against the rules. So if they doing something during the game, and especially using technology, you know you can't do that. That's illegal though. All right. So also illegal is in-person scouting of future opponents. That means, oh, we got what? Ohio State in three weeks. What you doing today, Jim? 
Nothing. What you got going? Oh, man, I'm going to go take this flight out to Ohio State, go see what them boys doing out there. <laughs> you better not. Stay your ass home. All right, so they mentioned that specifically in this report. Now, the Athletics' Brendan Quinn, remember the name, uh, he said, quote, Michigan is being accused of using a vast network to steal opposing team signs. Ah, oh, damn. A syndicate. <laughs> damn. A network. And that's, I, look, I don't know what happened and what they doing. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, blah, blah, blah. But I do know when I hear network, I'm like, oh, they try to cover their tracks. <laughs> you know, if you want, you want to fool somebody, everybody, go. You, go get the signs, right? Network. So I was like, oh, damn, that don't sound good, but we'll see what's happening. All right. Despite the Big Ten claiming it knows about credible evidence of wrongdoing per Brandon, remember him, no material has been presented to Michigan yet. So this comes after Jim Harbaugh already had served at three game suspension for allegedly lying to the NCAA officials. Wasn't that about a hamburger or something? Something silly. All right. So he's denied having any awareness of any cheating here, too. Hey, man. Got my hands clean. I don't know what y'all talking about. It's a big ass school, big old campus. Look, we got 110,000 people at the damn game. You think I know what everybody doing? <laughs> Go, Jim. Get this. <laughs> so it's funny that all this is happening. Two scandals for NCAA in seven games, and y'all undefeated. Coincidence? Like, y'all getting y'all self an edge. Uh, coincidence or causality? All right, so where do we go from here is the conversation. Um, they even don't understand just yet. It's extremely unclear. Uh, they think this could be either just swept under the rug. Like, look, dog, come on, man. Like, we still got to play. And what did you? Sorry, our, our assistant, grad assistant, went to the game because her boyfriend was there. And, you know what I mean? Like, trying to play it off like that. Or it could be a huge scandal because here we go again. And you're a repeat of fender in terms of being in trouble this year. All right. And then there was one other caveat to this before I get into what my storytelling time is about. Uh, they suggested that they use NFL style microphones in the helmets, especially at the power five level, because then this would just go away, right? Like you ain't got to be doing all this. If you just like, Hey bro, run right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He'd be like, Okay, run right, run right, run right. Do that that simple. But they're like, they did an article about it, and Chris Vanini wrote a story in 2022 about it. Guess what it said? Uh, it might be better for them to just keep it the same way because some schools would rather be good at sign stealing than implement new technology. Wow. They're like, no, 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 don't clean this up. Don't make this perfect because that is some gamesmanship. That's part of the game, you know? Wink. We know how to handle this. We'll handle this ourselves. Interesting. All right, this takes me back to, <laughs> I got a story for y'all. Playing Peyton Manning, I don't know the year. I want to say 99, probably 99 or 2000. One of those two. We're in Indy. Now, the, in preparation for that week, oh my God, we had some audio tips. I don't know if we had the sound, because usually you watch film in the, in the dark and the quiet. You don't hear anything. So that's why a lot of times players don't know other players' names. We just know them by numbers. Hey, look, oh, 55 balling. Yeah, he's nice. Because you can't hear anything. Ain't no Al Michael saying, number 55, Jared Irons. Like, nobody doing that, right? <laughs> so remember him from Michigan? Beast. Um, so 
So we just like, oh, 55 balling. Okay. 55. Oh, all right. Yeah, all right. And you just call him 55 until he gets big enough, recognizable enough, where now you ain't calling him 55. You call him by his real name. Oh, 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 that's Junior Seau. Respect. Salute. So you know what I mean? So you got to get there first. Now, that said, I remember where we got audio tip A all week, Peyton Manning. When he says a word that has an R in it, starts with an R, they're going to run right. Okay, so we practicing. Remember, you can anticipate, don't guess. But when you get in the game, if you hear robot, robot, or, or Rambo, Rambo, or what, Roger, Roger, this is all before Omaha. He's like, check it out. He might be running right. We get in the game. First quarter. Roger, 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 Roger. Say, you hand that ball off to the right. No, you didn't. Wow. And we, I think we had the number one defense in the NFL that year. So, oh, yeah. Wow. All right, ramble, ramble, ramble. Right, right, rifle, rifle, check rifle, check rifle, check rifle. Trying to play it off like this. Check rifle, check rifle. Say it like he hand that ball off again. We like, wow, 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 wow. All first half, wow, 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 tearing them up. I think it was Edron James there at that time. Come out in the second half. This is Peyton Manning. This is the sheriff, y'all. He different. <laughs> and he come out. You know, he's sitting there. Roger, 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 Roger. Say hunt. Do this. And this time he says, psych. <laughs> we all there, including our secondary. Yeah. Marvin Harrison running down the sideline. You know what his quiet self, just quietly like, I'm over here. Peyton Manning threw the ball. He caught it in the parking lot. It was touched down like 900 yards. <laughs> oh, God dang. Yeah. <sighs> we were like, what happened to Rambo? <laughs> we got killed. Oh, man, and that's the game you play, right? So that's why they sign stealing because you want to be able to anticipate what's coming. And if you can anticipate it, that means mentally you've already been in that moment. So now it's going to be easier to make that play, and you're going to make that play faster. So it's crazy. Another time this happened to me before we're actually sign stealing, I was the victim um, in being a running back. So at Columbia, in case y'all forgot or didn't know, I don't know, I was a running back and kick returner on top of being a DN my last two years. Running back all four years, DN my last two years. For real, for real. I used to tilt, used to roll. So anyway, we're playing Fordham. Don't laugh. Uh, <laughs> power five, power 500, right? So we're playing Fordham, and um, I get like an eight-yard gain, something crazy. I don't know, like second and two, whatever. And coach on the sidelines, this is how cocky he got. He like, I guess he's thinking like Marcel's going to the league and he's indestructible and they can't stop him. Guess what he did? And everybody know this signal. He tried to hide it, though. He kind of like this. I'm like, all right, I know what that means. I mean, run it back. That means do it again. We get it, you know, no huddle. Let's go. Guess who else knows what that is, coach? <laughs> the other team, especially the opposing linebackers. And all I remember is getting the ball like this and <laughs> Next thing I know, I was in the infield, way by a fence. Talking about, I got to go pee and I miss my mama. For real. And then the next thing I remember, I'm on the bus trying to poke through the emergency exit of the bus. You know that little donut thing up there, whatever the hell? You can escape from the escape hatch. I'm trying to punch it out, standing on the seats. I remember this. And I'm trying to pee. I was going to get up there and try and pee and it's going to just leak all on the side and stuff. They're like, dog, dog, sit down. 
Then I remember that night or the next day. Crazy, right? I got knocked the bunk out. Long story short, I saw that dude like 10 years later at a bar. He come up to me like this. I forget his name. Respect to you, bro. He was like this. You don't know me, do you? And I was like, first of all, I hate when people do that. I'm like, you know I don't. That's why you asked that way. <laughs> no, I don't. Why? What was up? I was like, what's up? He was like, oh, I played for Fordham. Remember me? I was like, no. He was like, the linebacker. I got a good hit on you. I was like, oh, you knocked me out. <laughs> I was like, what's up, boy? You owe me a drink now, damn it. <laughs> so we had a good time, right? But there are so many micro things you could pick up on a game. Uh, so many things. Uh, when you see someone's fingers pressing, they used to be back in the old school, that means they about to run the ball. When their fingers are light, barely touching the ground, that means they're going to pass because he's trying to get up out of there, right? That was back in the old school days. What else we got? Um, you used to see linemen who used to angle out. Like, they couldn't help themselves, the little fat butts. They used to be like this. You'd be like, dog, you about to go that way, you fat boy? You better stand square. So now they really are good at that. But boy, it used to be a day they'd be like this. you like, which way do you think I'm going? I said, I think that way. <laughs> Remember that? Uh, what else? Uh, running backs in different stances, right? So they come out. When they know they're going to get the ball, they in this like. And when they ain't going to get the ball, they kind of like. You're like, I'm not, now I'm watching them shoulders, boy. You better get back like that. If not, I'm going to anticipate what the play is. Wide receivers tipping it. You know, you see some guys, when they know they're going to get the ball, they really leaning into it. Some guys, when they know it, they just got to run block. They be chilling. Sometimes, um, I even heard this about like Michael Irvin. Dion said it, I think he was, he was like, uh, he always put his, oh, Jerry Rice. He always put his inside foot there when he was going to go and run a slant, right? One, two, three, because it's for the foot. If your inside foot there, first step, second step, third step, pivot, and then you run it. Little stuff like that, right? We pick up on all, dog, we pick up on all of that. What else we got? Um, uh, the speed in which they break the huddle sometimes. Like they be in the huddle and they go like this. And then you see how they disperse. And sometimes the receivers take off. You're like, oh, they about to pass. And if the receivers are just chilling, oh, they about to run. Little stuff, man. It's crazy. All we do in that dark room with no, no sound on is fart. Let me stop. We do. We be launching. Coach be yelling, shut up. Um, but seriously, we all just want to watch for tendencies. It's all about deducing statistically what they may do. And then it's just probability one-on-one. Oh, 38% of the time they do this. 96% of the time they do this. When the ball's on the right hash and it's under three, it's third and four or, or, or fewer, they're going to pass the ball. You're like, all right. And then if you can remember all that, anticipate that, ooh, you can ball. But you got to prepare, Manziel. <laughs> all of this is for not. What were you doing all week if you weren't doing what we were doing, trying to figure out all those tendencies? Boy, you was on one. This going to be a good one. <laughs> and, Oh, this was a moment of my life. My boy, actually, he was my teammate in track. Then he became my sister's boyfriend. It was kind of weird. I was like, dog, like we run the 800 together. Can you leave my sister alone? And he used to come by. He had a black grand national, just like MCA did in Minnesota Society. He used to sit out in front of my house named Daniel. I love that dude. He's like, what's up, Wally? What's up, boy? You good? He's always smacked. I'm like, you got a toothpick in there, so I don't see. He always used to go. But he had that national cling, boy. What? Woo-wee. And he came through one time, and he's the first person to ever play this group and this song for me. So, I, you know, since he was like my teammate, I, and he was older, though, I used to just clown and mess with him way more than I should, and I got away with it because he liked my sister, too. So like, I just hit him in the head. Like, hey, you better, you better stop. You better stop, dog. Stop. Just stop. 
<laughs> so I jumped in his car one time and I was like, what's this? What you doing? And I turned up the music and guess what I heard? Yep, yep. Now I got a murder rap. <laughs> I was like, what is this? He was like, I bought a lot. You don't know about that, but a lot. You don't know, my boy, you don't know nothing about the music. <laughs> I was like, oh, and then I was skipping it. Now, first I'm explaining I'm a hustler. And this is exactly what a hustler must do. I was like, oh, next track. I was like, what, what was this? And the next one was that one. I was like, I wanted to jack his ass. I wanted to take that whole thing. I was like, but then I was like, oh, Dr. Dre with him too. Oh, this is killer. Oh, first time I heard about the law. Shout out to you, Daniel. Thank you, sister, for dating Daniel. <laughs> for giving me that moment. All right, y'all. Y'all know ProjectTransition.org. Support the community because I'm out there in the community making sure these kids become the greatest version of themselves. Five dollars. That's all it is. We don't care. Just make sure these kids can get there. Hey, so go to ProjectTransition.org. I'm sending out 21 books. 21 more books are going out Monday, so make sure I can add you to that list. Leave a recurring donation. All right, let's talk about Michael Parsons, because I'm liking this. You know I'm here for this. Michael Parsons criticizing the media for not discussing um, other guys and other people with the same energy they discussed the Dallas Cowboys. I thought he had an amazing premise. His premise is basically, talk bad about us. Just keep that same energy when other teams play bad like us, talk bad about them. I'm not even getting into the fairness conversation, right? I am not a boy scout. I'm not over here selling candy for registration. This ain't no Hallmark card, but it's like, if you're going to kill us, if somebody else is guilty, kill their ass too. Simple as that. What's wrong with that? But the media has a double standard. So that was pointed out and he talked about that. Now, there is some sound on this. Um, oh, you're getting mad. Media. See, every time I talk about the media, all of a sudden Siri start getting into it. So um, there is some sound, but I want to wait on that right now because I want to talk about who responded to Michael Parsons. And it was ESPN reporter Kimberly Martin. And Kimberly Martin took his comments and took them somewhere else. You could say that's taking them out of context, but she didn't take them out of context. She just didn't even, she dismissed them and sidestepped them and did something else. Okay, so she started talking about the Eagles and the Super Bowl when Michael Parsons talking about right now, week six, them losing and us winning and what we are right now. So I think this would be a good time to listen to what Kimberly Martin said about Michael Parsons and his criticism of the media. Let's hear it. I just wanna know where was Michael Parsons in February? He was at home. He was watching the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Ooh. That Ooh. like have the same energy. Yes, I I applaud him for for coming to the defense of his quarterback as a good teammate should. But don't get it confused. The star comes with different expectations. And when's the last time they were in the Super Bowl? Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Few things stand out to me. Now, one thing is I want y'all to know one thing. We're in the locker room, y'all. We're in the locker room. If you sensitive, go out there. <laughs> you sensitive, go out there. We're in the locker room. We're about to talk, talk. Okay. All right. M me, I'm going to put myself in Michael Parsons' position. Who on the phone do you think you are talking about 
oh, I need to keep the same energy as the Eagles who made it to the Super Bowl, but lost, but still made it to the Super Bowl because my team hasn't been to the Super Bowl in forever. My first thoughts are like, if I'm Michael Parsons, I'm like, who in the hell is talking to me like that? Now, we have been desensitized to actually responding like that. I know I have. I, I got lo- I'm long over talking about, dog, you ain't even play. Like, that's, that's almost like taboo to say. But it's real. But it's taboo to say. Follow me. I'm going to take y'all somewhere. So I'm not going to go there. You, who are you to play? You don't even play. But you can say that about a lot of cats. But well, I ain't going to go there. Then I hear, wait a minute. Look at this time shift. I'm talking about what y'all talking about right now. We win, but y'all still criticizing Dak. I get it. You stick, stick, sticking up for your quarterback. But I'm talking about right now. And you're talking about that team back then when if you know your work, if you know sports in consecutive years, no team is the same. So you talking about the Eagles that went to the Super Bowl, you know, they have had transactions. They've had changes and there's no guarantee they can go back and they didn't even win it when they went. So this is how athletes are built. And this is what's messed up right now because we got a little we got a little issue. We, we're a little disjointed in this conversation. Athletes and media. If I'm a Dallas Cowboy and you're a Philadelphia Eagle, are we talking about right now? Or are we talking about, well, last year when you went to the Super Bowl and lost? Or are we talking about just the organization in general? If you want to flex, then let's flex. Which way we flexing though? See, that's the thing I hate. They, they, they start moving this goalpost and rigging the scoreboard to say, well, the Eagles of last year uh, is why they get the benefit of doubt. But you like, that got to do with anything. They ain't even win it. Did they hoist another one? But they've won one more recent than you. Interesting. Well, we won more than them altogether. It's like, you ain't gonna never end that. So I got desensitized. I stopped having that argument because it was futile. I was like, it's silly, but you're still thinking that even though it's futile. So when I heard her say that, I'm like, one, I'm hearing somebody who didn't play. Two, I'm hearing a woman say it. And why am I bringing that up? Because women always bring that up to men and I'm gonna talk through it, but wait for it. All right, so a team that went to the Super Bowl and lost last year gets to have the, the Teflon, gets to have the exemption from criticism. That's what we're doing. Oh, because there are different expectations because you're a cowboy. Who set them expectations? You or me? <laughs> like what? And did the Eagles meet the expectations? Oh, they made it to the Super Bowl. Oh, that's what we're doing now. Okay, so now being top two, you good. What about top four? No? What about top eight? Top 16? <laughs> Making the playoffs? <laughs> what are we doing here? Right? It's like, wow. It's unreal what people would do. So this was all about keeping the same energy. I thought it was really simple that all they had to do is just sit there and say, all right, Michael, we're going to keep killing the Cowboys, but we'll kill everybody else that deserves it, right? And throwing, what, three interceptions and losing the game? And y'all ain't going to say nothing just because I know Jalen Hurst is a beast. I know he's so likable, and I I will feel the same pressure, but I'm going to do my job. And my job will be to say exactly what that was. Jalen Hurst. (laughs) I don't know about that game right there. That game, not you, not all that. So it's funny all this stuff happens to the Cowboys. And she didn't address that. Fine. 
The friends and foes of the media is so uneven. And it's so obvious, too. We get it. But I'm not trying to say mercy on the Cowboys. I'm saying destroy everybody else with the Cowboys. Right? Or mercy to all. And I don't want that. I want you to do real analysis, real breakdowns, and make sure it's even, whatever that is. However, as I say, keep the same energy. That's keeping the same energy. So me being desensitized, but still feeling that inner conversation and turmoil that comes from it, gets to the part of her being a woman. Let me tell you this, because there are levels to things, right? When you speak on something, we all know the levels, right? First thing is when you're speaking on something, you always be thinking, have I done that? When you're the critic, right? You're not in an arena. You're in the crowd and you're a critic of that. Have I ever done that? And then you be like, can or can't I do that, right? Do it well. Can I do it? Can I do it well? Well, in this conversation, we already know some of the obvious answers. I'm going somewhere. Oh, man. So in the locker room, a lot of times we sit there and be like, why is this dude talking trash about me? This dude ain't even play intramurals in junior high. But you let it go. Because he going to keep talking and he going to keep writing and they ain't going to do you no favors trying to call him out. So you get punked into like letting him slide. And then women are doing it. And it's no problem. Like it ain't a gender issue, but it's just like... Because of gender, there is a pro football tackle league. Y'all don't support it, but I know of it. It's one of the team in San Diego I know about. Um, but they exist. But Kimberly, Martin didn't play for him, <laughs> right? So, hmm. so you're going to get the same. Here's keeping the same energy. If we clown these male reporters, we clown the Stephen A. Smiths at times. You hear people, oh, Jalen Rose, go to skip. Hey, equal rights. Let's go at the lady. But people don't do that. Double standard, they ain't keeping the same energy. They get shook. Well, let me tell you why. It's interesting that when I see so many conversations, like I got four kids, so I've had these internal conversations, private conversations, and public conversations. I know that I have never and can never, ever, ever give birth to a child. So I have been smacked before. (laughs) It feels like verbal smacked before because I didn't know my limits or I was trying to exceed or I was trying to exceed those bounds. Basically, it comes out like this. You have never done this. You will never do this. So why are you talking about it like that with that much energy? Could y'all imagine if I went up there, me the man and told a woman about childbirth and told her all about it like oh then start critiquing her suck it up <laughs> oh you weak like whatever it is whatever example you want to give to her, you imagine how she would be one looking at me forget the backlash I, what she would be like what the hell are you talking about you you have not and you will not the only only gap in that example is technically kim you can play football have it. <laughs> not, not no, no tackle football with them. Them big girls out there. It's like big boys. But you came at them like I'm in, I'm in the game too. I know what's up. What's cracking. I just want the same energy. So in that example, you imagine I'm just like, I know. Oh, I didn't childbirth. And then I start saying, well, she, 
last year when she had tw- she had triplets and you sitting there crying with just having one baby. <laughs> like what? Oh, I'm not even gonna get into the abortion part. Boy, don't a man should not tell a woman. That, uh, you're right. But what they're really saying is not a gender conversation. What they're really saying is you can't do this. You haven't do, done this and you won't do this. So shut it. Woo, I wish Michael would hit him back. <laughs> Keep that same energy and see what happens. That would be interesting. I told y'all we're in the locker room. These double standards are everywhere and they be trying to limit you so you can't speak, but never shut up. Make sure we learn and unlearn together in this one. So if I were Micah, I would just remind her that that team ain't this team and this team ain't that team. Part one. Part two is, oh, you don't want to keep it even. You want to just really come at us and they gave some of the worst examples. Oh, you guys get more attention. You get more endorsements. Expectations are higher. What? Does any of that fuel you to a damn Super Bowl? Oh, we getting so much hype, we gonna win today. <laughs> like, if, ah, call them out, y'all. Just call them out. It's okay. I got your back if you're telling the truth. If you're right, I got your back. Trust me. And they ain't gonna say nothing. They ain't, not uh, nothing that's gonna make sense. They're not gonna say anything that makes sense. Like that cri- that critique right there. I just thought it was pretty simple and lazy, and didn't even address what he said. He's just like, dog, clown us, clown them too, right? If if we got jokes today on people with shoes that are got holes in them like I did in high school. I had holes in my shoes. Okay. Oh, look at Wiley. What are those with the holes? But when he walks in with holes on this, no jokes. Oh, oh, now I see how the energy really is in this room. So y'all tell me, I just wanted to get that off. <laughs> does she have a point? And does Micah have a point? I think her point is, look, we get benefits of the doubt. And I, I respect that. Because you're like, ah, if Tom Brady, the year he doesn't win the Super Bowl, all of a sudden we ain't going to forget that's Tom Brady who won four or five or on his way to his sixth one, right? Because he was six and four, went to ten. Six wins, four losses, right? So, but in the losses, we're not like, oh, Eli, your daddy, even though y'all was joking like that. So that's the point. Does she have a point? That was her point, benefit of doubt, but in sports, we already know it. Nick Saban says it every year. It's so real. Hey, that team that did that last year ain't this team this year, so shut it. You know? And that's what's crazy. Sometimes it gets lazy and simple up there, and they just be like, well, he, he went to the Super Bowl last year, so he can mess up this year. Oh, okay. But I didn't go to Super Bowl last year. I was almost the defense player of the year, but this year I could do it. And oh, oh. Girl, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so Michael got a point. Does Kimberly have a point? point. Let me know. Beat it up in the comments. And do I have a point? God dang it. I just look at everything simply like before, if, especially if I haven't done it, like I can't draw. So somebody show me some paintings or something. I'm like, I remember I can't draw. I remember I won't draw. Remember I would never try. <laughs> I just know I don't go there because I can't be that much the critic without ever being a contestant. You know what I'm saying? The comp. Oh, Oh, I'm caught. I got two in my head right now, but I'm going to give you this one because this one used to get me so damn hype. Yes, yes, y'all, y'all. Oh, you don't stop, stop. Give it on, on. Stopping the base. Go, ah, MCA. I got nothing to prove. God dang, the Beastie Boys were hard. That first.
first album by Beastie Boys is literally top 10 album ever. Yeah, I'm going to have to go there. I'm going to really have to go there. Dog, they had too many. Posse and Effect, Paul Revere. That's like, that's like 90 songs in one. Oh, my God. She's crafty. <laughs> the Beast, Rick Rubin, salute to you, brother, for doing what you're doing. Salute to ProjectTransition.org and get this book if you leave a recurring donation for these itty-bitties so they can be their best version of themselves. All right. Hmm, I wonder if this is the best version of Depot Samuels and my man Gardner Johnson. Because boy, 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 y'all talking that talk. And I love it. Let's talk that talk, right? So I'm just going to get this one out quick. Let them go at it. Y'all know what it is. We got a DB from Detroit. Deep, deep, deep. And we got a San Francisco running back receiver, <laughs> kick return. I don't know. What he everything. He all world Debo Samuels. Let them talk through this. Listen to this sound because uh, my man Gardner Johnson ain't feeling Debo skills. Another thing, bro, listen, don't be friendly when you see me. Cause you be so flashy. You better hope, well, you better hope all that talking be doing when we see y'all what whatever round it may be. Cause I can't guard you. You can't run routes. You're a running back. You're a running back. And I ain't gonna sit here and play with you, little boy. Just cause you got a little bag, people gave you a little clout, man. You ain't nothing, bro. Stop playing. Tangy. <laughs> we used to say that in the locker room when somebody tried to come at us real instead of spicy, we like Tangy. <laughs> yeah, that fucker. Suck a tangy right here. All right. So we heard some of the quotes right there. Uh, I'm going to talk to it. So Debo responded like, what's so crazy is I have no idea where it came from. Just sounds like he's mad. I got a little bag and a lot of money. He said a little bag, but a lot of money. That's when you know you ain't telling the truth. Just say it. I got paid, fool. Uh, and nobody knows who he is. That's cold. And that's real. Uh, I ain't going to speak too much on it. That shit is over with. I was laughing the whole time. That was comedy. He looked like he was about to cry. Stop making stuff up in your head. Next time we see them, might be worse. for the, <laughs> Like the Cowboys game, right? Okay. Mm. Now, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is like, don't be friendly when you see me. Better hope all that talk you're doing when we see you all, whatever round that may be. You can't run routes. You're a running back. <laughs> Tangy. <laughs> I ain't going to sit here and play with you, little boy. Little boy. <laughs> Woo. Let me tell you what this means. In terms of bulletin board material. Okay, because all those things, all those quotes, the back and forth is just funny, emotional content. I, I get a, more of a kick out of it than it's going to have a return on the field. Let me tell you how it does translate on the field. When you start talking trash, coach got bulletin board material, you all geeked up, you ready, tanky, all that stuff. When you get on that field, you can't and you won't hit anybody any harder than you would have if you didn't hear those comments and quotes. Not based on that trash talk. You won't and you can't hit harder than you already were. However, this is how you can do it and this is how it translates. You can find more opportunities, more times to hit them and hit them longer. That's how it goes. Say, so if I'm about to play a game, I, I'm going to tell you every single game I've ever played in, I tried to kill somebody. Now, did it work? 
Thankfully, no. <laughs> but did I ever knock some fools out? Hell yeah. And I tried to knock them all out every time. But some, most times you're out of position. Most times you're going to get somebody else who's good. Most times they're getting paid all the time. So they paid to stop you. So it's not like you're going to just get a destroy hit every time. But when you could, and when I did, oh, took full advantage of it. So when you're out there and you realize, oh, this dude trying to be tangy. Okay, I'm not going to get perfect opportunities to get him. I'm always trying to beat everybody up out here. You think I'm going to be nicer to uh, uh, Kittles because he didn't say anything? No, wow, to him too. Here's the thing though. I ain't going to hit him longer and I ain't going to find more opportunities to find Kittle. Oh, but you, Debo? Wherever you go, there I am. Mother sucker. <laughs> yeah, everywhere I can. It ain't going to be harder. It's just going to be more times. You catch that? More times, hit them longer. And then, then when I, yeah, instead of that, yeah, you know how you play with little kids, you hit little kids like this, and then you just lean on them like, where you going, little boy? You just start leaning on them, elbow in his ass. I'm motherfucker. <laughs> all that. Play with guys that did that. To the echo of the whistle, we used to call it. So there's, there's two whistles. It's bleep. And if you're running track for a billion dollars to beat me running, right, on the whistle, there's two whistles. Me, I know how to go. As soon as I hear, beep, I'm out. Beep, I'm out. You look, you said, beep, like, <laughs> you, you, good luck. Now, after that first three, four steps, you're going to catch me. But, but, beep, I'm out. Because that's the beginning of the whistle. But there's also an end to the whistle, the echo. Beep. And if you waiting, beep. oh, well, let's go. When you wait for the echo of the whistle, that means the ref blew the whistle and you still flying in. Ah! And the ref like, you heard that whistle. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I heard it. Heard the end of it. <laughs> wow. So you play to the echo of the whistle, as they say. You know, you can call off dogs. Everybody's done it before. It's like red light, green light. Red light, green light, red light. Green light, red light. <laughs> you know, you ever play with kids? They be like, <laughs> like, instead of, they go, that's how you get them back. So watch. If they see each other in the playoffs, whatever, I don't think they got each other in the regular season. They see each other in the playoffs. It's going to get tangy out there. So what do y'all think this is really stemming from? Me, I always make the lazy assumption, but it's 99%, 99% true. What's her name and how much? <laughs> y'all just beefing off a of GP. Y'all just woke up today. Mm. I don't like that fool. Something else. It's either her name, y'all, or how much? He owe you something. So where y'all think this is really stemming from? Or maybe they just, hey, competitors. That's how the game go. And how do fuses like this really go down on the field? I could tell you. Just watch. Just watch. Watch the next time you hear some people got a war words, how they play the game. More times and a little longer. That's how it's going to go. All right, y'all. It's time for me to phone up some comments. Phone up some comments, yeah. Boy, I love coming in here on songs. I'm over here thinking about Monday show already to do some songs. That about the law got yeah, yeah. that thing got me hype as hell. Wilbon, let's get hype on Wilbon. She should have said to Wilbon, "You ain't got to lie, Craig." <laughs> That's funny. Wilbon backtracked because he didn't want his comments to get played out. If you say the energy sucked for the biggest crowd for the WNBA, then you're saying either the people either didn't care for the product and/or 
they were there for other reasons. Come on, y'all. And then everyone would come after him as a WNBA hater or sexist. That's why he didn't care to still go after the fans when it came to setting the record straight. Yeah, it's the worst kept secret. The WNBA is not the best product. Like everybody knows that it's, it's the highest level of women's basketball, but it's not the best products, not the best basketball, right? Stop. So if you talk bad about it, people always like want to clown you. But like, are you watching? Like she just airballed like again or, you know, like whatever. Damn, there are men's sports that suck too. Like it's okay. <laughs> people want you to just like everything. That's, that's a trap. I think Lucas Oil Stadium is awesome, but my dad went to a game in Dallas once and said the stadium was so big you could put Lucas Oil inside of it and have room to spare. Yeah, that is crazy. Some of these stadiums are gigantic. You'd be like, I just went to the Rose Bowl a couple weeks ago. I was like, God dang, no wonder you're the granddaddy of them all. Sucker huge. I'm from Brooklyn. If you're taller than six feet, you're going to be uncomfortable and the crowd don't get loud at all. He's not lying. The Nets owner is stupid. He wasn't talking about the attendance. Yeah, it'd be packed, but they ain't cheering, and they cheering louder for the other team. You don't believe me? Just go watch the game when the Warriors come to Barclays. Well, we've already dispelled that on this show, at least, that when you're a destination city, you're going to get invaded. <laughs> L.A., New York, Vegas, they coming. WNBA just needs to convince Travis and Taylor to show up to a game and their numbers will get up quick. You stupid. I have to get KC at an away game so I can afford the damn tickets. Mm, they charging like that out there? Interesting. Bill Simmons, podcasts feel way more personal and it's like you said, because it's all between the ears, whereas TV is all over the place. Watching you on Brinks, though, I realize why you designated yourself as the co-host killer. Because <laughs> I can see folks having a hard time keeping up your sharpness, brother. Keeping up with your sharpness, brother. Oh, that's love. Good to see you in the light again, man. Miss seeing you. Been watching you since you were playing football. Appreciate that. Um, sharpness is, the, is a word. I like that. Uh, I am sporadic, maybe. Like, like a, you know, like some people got rifles. Some people got shotguns when they talk. I got a Uzi. <laughs> I can go everywhere. I go everywhere. Like, I, I just, we're going to talk about a rap song next. Then we're going to talk about your mama. Then we're going to talk about my ex. Then we're going to talk about my wife. Then we're going to talk about my kids. And then we go, you can't keep up? And I always laugh at people when they be like, dog, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm, my bad. That's how my brain works. Matching is mad because they got money very young. Oh, meanwhile, matching had to hit up corporations to make his money through shady business practices. Interesting. You went there. I am not. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we finish every show. We finish with a Wiley-ism. Yeah. Brought to you by BetUS. Yes. We don't get burned out because of what we do. We get burned out because we forget why we did it in the first place. Woo! Heard this last night. You don't get burned out because what you're doing, oh, I'm tired of doing this. What you really are saying is you forgot why you started doing it in the first place. Woo! Biggie Small said something like this. He said, treat my first like my last and my last like my first. If you can stay in that energy, if you can stay in that mindset, like, oh, this is precious. And then you can also feel like, wow, this is amazing because this is an opportunity. Oh, that's that pure energy right there. 
you're going to create something good from it, right? But we all get fatigued of stuff, even in success. I remember I wanted to quit football. Why? Because I, I wanted to go play with my friends out front and ride bikes. Got tired of scoring four and five touchdowns every game. <laughs> Seriously, and I'm not bragging. I'm like, I'm scoring five touchdowns a game, it felt like. Daddy, I don't want to play no more. My daddy was like, what? <sighs> but you don't get burned out because of what I was doing. Five touchdowns, the man. I, I, got, I forgot why I played football in the first place. And why did I play football in the first place? One, because I was fearless. Two, I was fast. Three, that was my way of having brothers. I didn't have any brothers growing up. I only had uncles in them streets. So I was like, nah, not y'all. <laughs> I need some little kids out here selling candy with me, right? A little more pure. Then I remind, then my dad just said, hey, commitment is you're going to finish what you started. You finished this season. You want to quit after that? Let's have, a, let's have a conversation after the season. All right. Went out there, immediately got reminded why I love football. One, I got the ball. Get out of my face. Second of all, these are my brothers. I love little Kurt. I love Gumby. That's my dog. Oh, I love seeing Hubert Rush because he was almost as fast as me. And I hated that because he always made me have to work. Always, every time I saw him, I'm like, oh, Tremaine Folks and Hubert Rush. Every time I saw him, I'm like, damn, I got to run fast. Coach would be like, Whisperance, let's go. Wiley? <laughs> yeah, all right, coach. I'm going to win. But barely. God dang, they fast. Hmm. Remind yourself why you got into it in the first place, guys. No matter what it is. Right? The relationship. Your wife, your husband, your kids. <laughs> if you got to remind yourself. Yes, parents know this. I know people want to act like, oh, we love our kids all the time. Yeah, we do. But boy, is it taxing. <laughs> remind yourself how you were as a kid and how you wanted your parents always to be emotionally ready for you, right? Emotionally invested in you, always emotionally available for you. So make sure you're returning that. I mean, having them kids get you when you you at your edge, you at your end, your wits in, and you're, I don't like that. No, 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 don't be short with them kids. Give it to them. So it's simple. I was there last night, told you guys emotional charity, um, sitting there like, wow, this is deep. And then he hit me with that wildism right there. So don't forget, we don't get burned out because of what we do. We burned out because we forget why we do it in the first place. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. The show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming from more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.